Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. Some of our core leaders are going to be sharing our vision update. It's just an update of what we've been involved with, what we've been doing, what we've been involved in, what we've been doing for a little while. So we just want to keep you informed of that. So let's uh, do that straight away. Part of our vision is to see people grow. Everyone say grow. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to see you grow. Turn to your second choice and say, God wants to see you grow. That's it. I only said, only said the neighbor left and right, not the ones in the back row there. So uh, part, the way we do that is through discipleship. So we have something what we call training and grow, and that's drawing people in and then growing up to, the, to maturity because we can't stay babies all of our lives, can we? So if you've got your Bibles, please turn with me to 1 Peter 2, verse 2. I'm going to read from the Living Translation, the New Living Translation. Now, we've developed a team, some of the wins for this last year. We've developed a team uh, that run discipleship courses headed up by Mark. Where's Mark? He was at the guy, that guy, that good-looking young man there waving his hand. And Sabian, the guy at the back there with him. They're going to run uh, discipleship classes throughout the year and going on and and moving forward throughout uh, this next year as well. So, uh, you know, the Apostle Peter writes, and he says this, Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk. How many of you know mothers, when you have a baby, all they want to do is feed, isn't it? They crave milk, don't they? And it's like us. And Peter, the Apostle Peter, is talking about spiritual milk. I want to read that again. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow. Everyone say grow into a full experience of salvation. It says cry out for this nourishment. The Amplified says this. Like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation, its ultimate fulfillment. So these verses talk about growing spiritually. And I believe the goal for God for every one of you is for you to grow spiritually. My goal as a pastor is to see each one of you grow spiritually. You know, when Esther and I first got saved, we'd never heard the gospel before. We had to go 6,000 miles to South Africa to hear the gospel. And when the Bible was taught in such a way that we could understand it, we, got, we were so hungry and thirsty for the Word. And they had classes on a Monday night. So we went to church on Sunday, three services on a Sunday. Went to, went to the, the church on the Monday evening, and they did Bible classes. And the Bible became alive to me. It was really great. So we'd encourage you to go on those classes. I wasn't a great student at school, but I was really hungry for the Word of God. You know... We were spiritual babies craving that milk. And I hope that you are, you've grown past this spiritual baby uh, scene uh, because we can't all stay babies, can we? We can't always rely on the milk of the word. We've got to go deeper into the deeper things of God so that we can grow to maturity. Now, why is that? It's not, not just to gain knowledge. The Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 2.6, the New Living, and he says, 
And now just as you have accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Verse 7. It says there, let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. What's going to happen when we do that? The rest of the verse tells us, then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You were what? Taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving or thankfulness. What happens when we're rooted in Christ? When we're really rooted in Christ, we begin to grow, don't we? Like that verse says, faith will help us grow strong. And it says the truth you were taught by the truth that you were taught. So if we're rooted in Christ, we also need to be rooted in the truth of God's word. It's one thing going to church, but we really need to be rooted in the word of God. And that's something we like to do here at Fields is teach the word of God simply so that people can understand it. Okay, you know, some, some Christians' roots don't go so deep. And you know, when the storms of life come, they can be easily uprooted. That's why we need to be growing strong in God. We can't stay babies forever. We've got to learn to grow. So tell your neighbor, say, you've got to grow. Tell your third choice that you're not a baby any longer. Come on, grow up. You know, some of the wins for 2022, we ran Accelerate, lead, a leaders training course for, I think it was about 15 people. So we're raising up leaders. We ran life group trainers training, life group leaders training. We ran prayer ministry training, and 26 people came to that training session. And after the service, we'll have people here that have been trained and equipped to pray for you. So if you need prayer after the service, please come and chat to them as well. And another part of our, a vital part of our ministry is teaching and preaching. We're developing 10 people to preach and teach on a Sunday. So if you come to Fields Church, if this is your home and you want to be here, you'll see different people coming up to teach the Word on a Sunday. And John, uh, another good-looking young man in the corner, if you just wave your hand, uh, he's waving it very casually. We're very English. We don't want to raise our hands like this. I've lived in Africa, and they, they just want to raise their hands, don't they? And they just go wild in, in our churches over there. But we're just a little bit sedate because we're English and we don't want to. But John and I are going to run a course next year to train and equip teachers, which is amazing. This is something that John has done in the past. And we're very grateful, John, for your gifting to help us grow as we grow in him. Okay, uh, let's have a look at a, a verse that's based around this. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 2, the Amplified says this, The things, the doctrine or the teaching... The precepts, the admonitions, the sum of my ministry, which you have what? Heard me teach in the presence of many witnesses. Look at this. Entrust as a treasure to reliable and faithful men or women who will also be qualified, who will be capable and qualified to teach others. That's the whole point. We should be so desiring the word that we would have the desire to teach others as well. We need to pass on what we've learned. Don't we? That's why children go to school. How many children? And no children here today. How many of you loved going to school? I didn't really like going to school, but it was good for me. Why is that? Because we learned something, hopefully. Is that right? And when we come to church, hopefully we can learn some things in church. We need to pass it on to the next generation. And Jesus said this as I close and hand over to Kim and if she's ready. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make what? 
disciples, not just converts. It's great that people are saved, but we need to make disciples. Why is that? Of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does verse 20 say? Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Josh, the drummer up there, he's running a a new Accelerate training course, uh, and we've got 10 people on that at the moment, so we're really pushing forward. I just want to hand over to Kimini. Thank you, Kimini. Thank you. Morning, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Um, I apologize for my voice. I, along with the majority of the teaching profession, have um, succumbed to the start of term germs. But here we are. Okay, so wholeness and pastoral care. Do we have a... Oh, a clicker. That would help, wouldn't it? There we go. Okay. Um, Last time, I wasn't actually able to share on wholeness and pastoral care, so hopefully I can really, really fast... Um, just really quickly, just get across a little bit of my heart for it, but also the the heart of the team that have already been established in wholeness and pastoral care. Um, So as a church, we've got a real heart for God and a heart for people. That's part of our vision. Um, We're a family and we're a community. And as a leadership, we really believe in loving and valuing people in their brokenness and in our brokenness. And that obviously looks different for everybody. Um, but helping them find their wholeness in, in Christ's love and who they are in Christ. Um, we want to equip and enable those people in our family who have a real passion for um, showing people who they are in Christ, people who are passionate about prayer, and um, yeah, just enable them to share their gifts in order to bless us as individuals in the church, but also us corporately as a church as well. So last time, we talked about... Our values, so worship, word, witness, and welcome. And I wanted to kind of draw your uh, attention back to those just really briefly. Um, Worship, word, welcome, and witness are all things that we seek to do as a church. And when I was kind of praying over this, I was like, actually, these all boil down to love, I think. We want to love the people that we meet. We want to welcome them with open arms. We want to show them who Jesus is through worship and what he says about who they are through the word, show people who they are, what, who Jesus says they are, and ultimately share life with them and share how their lives can be changed through knowing who Jesus is. And we do that through our witness. And prayer was really key to kind of anchoring all of this um, as a church, and it was really um, important for us over lockdown in keeping, um, kind of communicating with each other and um Yeah, and continued prayer continues to be what carries this church, what should carry this church. So, so far, this year, although we're only kind of partway through since we last shared vision, um, so wholeness and pastoral care in a formal sense is quite a new venture for for church. It's something, you know, we've been doing lots of these things for a long time, but to kind of formalise them, it's been quite a new thing. So we're still growing in it. But when so far, as Richard has already mentioned, 26 people attended the prayer ministry training and 22 of them are now signed up to prayer teams on a Sunday morning, which is really super exciting. Thank you, whoever that was. Um, So we've established formal prayer teams. So, you know, with their lanyards, 
praying before the service, praying during the service and ready to pray for people after the service, people who have given their lives to Jesus, people who have recommitted their lives, people who have need. Um, so that is amazing. We've got some new prayer and praise cards on the way. So you may have seen on the way in um, on the welcome desk, if you've got a prayer request, but you don't want to share it in church or feel like you'd rather write it down, we've got those available as well. Um, and we're kind of revamping uh, those. Um, in the last two wonders, so our last um, worship events, we've had a dedicated prayer area and prayer team ready to um, yeah, share that with people if people need prayer, want somebody to, to pray with. We've had that available. Um, prayer before our Sunday services continues every week. So if you can get here at 9.45, be here because it's such a precious, special time. Um, so please do get here if we can. And morning prayer times um, during the week as well. They're still happening most weeks, multiple times a week. Um, so there's loads of prayer going on um, during the week for you. And I hope that you know that people are praying for you all the time. Um, so if you want to get involved with that, please make sure you're signed up for church texts and emails to, so you don't miss out on those kinds of things. So some things we're still working towards are... No, not yet. Uh, growing the team. So there are still some people that I know have got an amazing heart for people, for caring for people, for loving people, for prayer specifically as well. Um, so please do come and speak to me afterwards. We've got some really exciting potential to uh, link up with some other organisations to start up with some mentoring and things like that specifically in this place as well. Um, so watch this space if you're interested and have a heart for mentoring. We've got opportunities to link up with community champions, which lovely Beth will share with us about in a moment, and continuing to support the events that we do here at Fields, but also town-wide as well, and looking at other ways that we can support other things going on. Um, within our leadership as well, this is something you wouldn't necessarily see, but Everybody who has got up and shared is responsible for an area of ministry in the church, and those people need looking after too. So we're trying to put in some some kind of procedure, some structure to really look after them and to have some leader check-ins, um, and also for our pastors, our amazing pastors, making sure that they've got support, particularly leading on. They've had some coaching, some of you will know, from Steve and Rachel Morstan in Norwich, um, and so making sure that they've got support following on from that as well. So there's some things we're doing in the background to, to support our leaders. Um, our groups have really been mentioned. Our life groups are super important, but also other groups that run during the week are banned. Just making sure that those are have leaders looking after them who are also being looked after because as we know the best support comes through relationship that's what we feel as a church comes through relationship and so if people are part of smaller groups that means that we can make sure that they're being looked after they're being cared for um, in the best way so this team is already amazing already being a real blessing to this church and I've been really blessed by it, and I know that lots of you have been blessed by what's happening, but I didn't want you to just take my word for it, so I wanted to just invite Jean up just to share a little bit about her experience of being in the prayer team and being part of the wider team as well and, and what it's meant to her. Hello. Morning, everyone. Morning, morning. Hello. <laughs> uh, no, I just really wanted to uh, share how much God has blessed me through having this opportunity to, to step out into something that I've felt for quite a long time. I've sort of been keen on um, this whole concept of uh, healing and wholeness and wanting to pass on what I've experienced myself. And we, we were just uh, singing earlier about uh, our, our hope 
that there's a name for hope, and Jesus is that name. And I've just discovered uh, that whatever we're struggling with, or whenever we come to Jesus, then he gives us hope, and he gives us that, that future that we're looking for. But it's that sure and strong foundation of knowing that it's, 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 it's not, a, not a burden on us. And I think, think that's what uh, has taught me through beginning to step out in the prayer team, is that it's, it's not down to me. It's down to Jesus living in me and um, him, me being a, a, a channel of his goodness and his blessing into other people's lives. And that is so, so wonderful to be partnering with, with God in, in, that, in that situation and to be part of a team where we're all learning together. And, and, and just, yeah, just, I would just encourage you uh, in whatever sense it is that you're feeling, uh, maybe I'll, I'll step out and try this, and you'll know huge amounts of blessing as you actually step out and try it. And I think it's proved to me that um, this thing that I was sort of almost trying really is the, the center, the, 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 the one thing that God is really calling, calling me into. That's, that's my real... What I'm so excited about. So yeah, do do ask me more at the end if you want to. <laughs> yeah, as Jean's yeah brilliantly put. We I mean it's impossible to share our hearts really in in such a short amount of time. But if you want to speak to either of us, we would love to speak to you more about this afterwards because. Jesus ultimately loved people and we feel like that's what we should be doing in the best way that we know how, partnering, as Jean said, um, with God in that. And we're so excited to see how this team develops. And um, yeah, so please do speak to me afterwards if you'd like to be involved in any way. And just to um, sum up, just wanted to use this verse because heart for God, heart for people is our church's vision. And the theme is heart and God's heart for us, his children, who he loves. Um, and John 13, 34 to 35, this is New Living, says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Beth. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, number three. I hope everyone's doing well. If you, um, if you aren't, just to say, my book has conveniently got a little singing on it. It's a sloth that says, hang in there. So we are over halfway now. Um, so yes, last time I was up here, I had literally just taken on Community Champions. Um, community is something I'm really passionate about. Um, part of my job um, out there is I'm a community youth worker. Um, so I really, yeah, I really like this, love this idea of community. Um, community is essentially, it's looking out for each other. As um, Kimley was saying, we are a community, we're a family. Um, but it's also looking out for those around us in the communities that we live in and that we're um, a part of. So, um, here you go, community champions. These are some things that we've been um, trying to do um, as we've um, 
gone through the last few months. So re-establishing past events. Um, as Obviously, as we'd come out of COVID, a lot of those things that we used to do, we hadn't been able to do. So it was trying to re-establish that. So we managed to do an Easter event this year, which was really exciting. We did it in the community. So people had um, a, a riddle trail that they were following around the community. And then various members of our team were out and about ready for the children to take part in different challenges. And it was just so lovely to see them, um, to see us in the community, to see us in those parks, in those places, um, just sharing those fun moments with those children. That was just something that was really wonderful and something we've been able to take part in this year. The second one's um, consider new opportunities. Um, we did a litter pick for the school back a few well, a while ago, if you remember, um, a way of blessing the school that we're part of, that we're in. Um, we were out on the field finding all sorts um, that I, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> um, I found some money as well, you know, you never know what you might find out there. Um, but it's just a really nice way to show the school that we care. Um, and so that was something new um, and different that we'd done for this place. Um, and then we've got build momentum. And that's been, that's been hard. Um, traditionally, I think Fields has done um, quite a lot of big group events that need lots of people. Um, and that can bring a lot of challenges with that. The last event um, we tried to do was a stool at the Community Fun Day. There's a Community Fun Day that happens in Kesgrave um, in July. Um, but in the end, we had to cancel our stool um, because we didn't have anyone sign up to help. Um, and that's not, I'm not here to make people feel guilty. And um, we had some great youth offer to help um, set up and pack down, which was lovely of them. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't have anyone else. And as I said, there was lots of good reasons why people couldn't come and help with that. But what it's shown us, I think, is that we've got to think a bit differently to how we do community events um, and the context of where we are, where we are at. Um, so my role as lead for this is to take all of that um, and go, OK, what are we going to um, do with this? And last time I said that this would be an opportunity to reshape and develop. Um, and so that is what we've tried to do. So this is hopefully our new community champion structure. So we've got in, out and with. In is us as a church community, how we look after each other. So, for example, um, if you are unwell or if you're a family that's just had a new baby, the church um, has a freezer full of meals that we like to provide people. That's a way of us as a community looking after each other. We then have out, which is events out in the local area, which is run by us. So that is the things like litter picks, the Easter event, um, the carol service as well. Um, and what we've sort of... I was chatting with Richard about what is best for this, is that actually we do a few of these, but we do them well. They're not something we can do a lot on all the time, but they're something that we can do well when we do them. Um, but this next bit I'm really excited about, and that bit is with. And as you can see, there's two parts to that. So we've got with each other, and with and who we partner with. Um, so the first of all is with each other. I just recognise that there are people in this community people here in this community that are doing things out in the areas that they live in, that they work in. You're already probably doing wonderful things in the places where you are. And what the idea that we've got is why don't we support each other with that? 
Um, why don't we support each other in the good works that we're already doing? So if you're running um, or if you're helping at an event, maybe it's a toddler group that you help at, or maybe you go to help at the soup kitchen, or maybe you do something like that, we want to um, channel fields helping each other in the things that we already do. A lot of us aren't based in Kesgrave. We're based in other areas of Ipswich. We're based in other areas of Suffolk. Um, and we can have this wonderful impact that I think actually um, can really spread um, across our networks. And the other one is our partners. As you know, we financially support um, a lot of um, different people, but particularly um, Find and CYM. They're doing great things. Um, of course, I would say that I do work for CYM. But, we, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a really good opportunity to actually invest volunteering-wise in those things that we already invest in um, financially. And of course, another partner to consider is the school. Um, and as Kimberly said, we're looking at some mentoring opportunities, which I think is super exciting. Um, so just some different ways that we want to try and see community champions. How can we see this as a different angle? And it was kind of based for me off this Bible verse, Matthew 5, 14, 16, which says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Um, each of us individually has a light. Um, here, at home, at work, at the school gate, um, at the clubs we go to, at the football ground, <laughs> um, whatever. But at, and at fields, we want to encourage that. We want to encourage those places where you shine your light. Um, because in this verse, Jesus is speaking to the individual. And I think there is power in what we um, do as individuals. I had this image of when you go to a concert and everyone puts their, turns their lights on their phone and puts it up and it's waving, and you just see the shimmer of lights going across the darkness. And I think that is such an amazing picture for what we can do in Community Champions, that everyone's individual little light, everything that we're doing in our, in our time, we're not at church, the things we do do together at church, it's all about shining our light in those dark places. Um, and so I'm just going to... Um, we've have lovely Jean come and share, but I'm just going to invite Kelly to come up and share because I just want to give Kelly a shout out. She is massively passionate about community champions and she's always so excited and wants to get involved. Um, and so, yeah, I just want her to share a little bit about community champions and how it's impacted her. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Kelly, not Andrew, so I'm not going to go on for a long time. <laughs> If you were here last week or you listened to the podcast, you'll know about that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, community champions, we're, we can't, we're linked to getting the growth in for the church. So this is something that I'm really passionate about because getting out in the community is going to lead to us getting bigger and putting the word out for fields. Um, it's just something that we really need to push this year because I'm really passionate about getting getting more people into the church and showing people what we can do. Now, in 2017, I had a, a flyer come through my door and I kept it. So this was for our carol service. I had a little recipe on advertising the carol service. Now, if this hadn't have come through my door, I don't think I would be standing here right now. This prompted me 
to come to come to fields. Now the community champions and everyone were putting out hundreds of these through the doors. And even if we get one person through the door off this, you know, that's just a blessing for us, you know. And I really got my calling, I acted upon it, and I've never looked back since I've come to Fields. And it's just been amazing to be part of all the things that I've done. Now, don't be jealous. I've got a black T-shirt, but I also have an orangey-yellow one. This is my Community Champions T-shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, we go out in the community, we wear these, we, we try and put the you know, the, the visuals into people seeing, you know, what, what we're about. And we've got a heart for God and heart for people on our T-shirts. So it's just lovely to get out in the community. Now, I'm passionate about um, serving the community, you know, with, with my heart. You know, that's what, that's what I love. And the community projects that I've been involved in, uh, the carols, the Cedarwood Summer Fair and the Christmas Fair, egg hunts. And it just brings me joy to see what that brings to the community. And, you know, because of our ethos, heart for God, heart for people, we just want to, like, push that out. And, you know, it would be great if we could get more people involved in the team. We're a great team. We serve passionately. And, you know, basically, we just serve with our hearts and show love and kindness to others. And we just care about what the community, you know, thinks of us. And we just want to push that just to, just to sort of get more events going this year like the car wash. I mean, I can't even wash my car, but if there's a community car wash, I'm right there doing it for people. <laughs> so that's just like the passion, you know, that you get, you get the drive. But yeah, so it'd be lovely if we get more people involved. It's just lovely to get out in the community, get some presence out there and get people known a bit more about fields. Because like I said, if it wasn't for that flyer all them years ago, you know, I might not have been here. Thank you. Just a little plug, there will be an opportunity to fly this year with, for our carol service. So bear that in mind, because we will be asking. Um, so I'm going to leave you with this last little challenge. These two questions. What are you already involved in? Are you, if you are already involved in something that you think the church could get behind or you think other people in the church could get behind, please come and speak to me. Um, if you have an idea, of course, I would also love to hear it. I've had some, um, we've had some great ideas come to us in the last couple of months. Please um, do come and speak to me. And the second one is one I think we covered in Connect Groups this week, which is what are you passionate about? Um, I think that's important because community champions cover such a wide range of things, but there will be specific things that people are really passionate about and passionate about seeing happen um, in this space and in this area. Um, so again, have that, have that think in your head. What is it that you're passionate about? Um, and maybe we can find a place for you to fit into community champions or we can fit into your passion or what you're involved in. Um, thank you. I'm now going to pass over to Stephen Heidi. Um, who are going to do our last slot this afternoon, this morning. Hello. Um, oh, got a few extra things on this lectern. So thank you very much for uh, bearing with us. Uh, I hope you're finding this uh, interesting and informative. So we're going to talk to you about, well, it says Sundays, but Sundays and serving. Um, obviously, Sundays uh, is, is God's thing. It happens every, every seven days. But um, serving... Is, is um, it's an interesting aspect. So, thank you 
I'm going to start with thank you. So I've got, I think I've got a picture here. Some of the things that we get involved with on a Sunday, and I don't think you realize um, quite how many people are involved, but we, we have sort of 30 people or so to make a Sunday service work. Uh, from the people that set up the chairs that you're sitting on, from the people that made the coffee, the, the, the people that are taking photographs, the people that are running the slides, everything. It's all, it's all happens so that you don't see it. That's, that's really the goal, yeah? You come in, you feel welcomed, you don't see the people setting up the welcome stuff, you find your way to the toilets because there's signs up, all that sort of stuff. Thank you so much for all you do. Can we have a round of applause for all these people that serve? It, it really couldn't happen without you. I think it would be really cold and miserable standing outside um, tr for, for the time we would like to. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, how do you worship? Do you, so we come in here, we sing, we sing some songs, we, we pray, maybe you um, uh, do other things. But So do you tithe as well? That's another great way of worshiping. Do you, do you consider serving uh, in that worship and that worship way? So it says in Ephesians 6, 7, uh, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. When you, when you move a chair, do you think, oh, this is, this is a slog, this is something I really don't like doing? Or do you do it because you think, wow, God's going to be really happy with that. It makes me feel proud to serve other people. That love that we just talked about for the community. How do I show love in the, in the way we do everything? Can we do everything with excellence as well? So... Um, we did run some taster sessions a, a little while ago, and I know a few people have stepped forward, so we've got some people, I think, on the sound desk today learning about sound. We've had a, a few people come forward to learn about the children's ministry as well, and I think Heidi's going to talk a little bit more about that. My, my lovely wife, Heidi, by the way. Sorry, I didn't introduce. Um, but I'll hand over to her in just a minute. I'm just going to ask you another question. Um, it's about Mary and Martha. Now, the story in Luke 10, I'm sure you're familiar with, um, or maybe you're not. So there's two ladies. Uh, they, they are... Good friends of Jesus, and he comes to their house, uh, to, and he starts talking. And Martha's in the kitchen trying to get everything ready for all the people that are there, and Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet listening. And the story goes, um, as as documented in the Bible, that M Martha gets cross because she's doing all this work on her own. She comes through and says to Jesus, "Well, can't you get my sister to come and help get all the food ready?" And Jesus says, "Mary has made the right choice. You know, she's listening to the truth, the word of God, and that's true." That's true. So we should all be sitting here listening. Thank you very much for listening, by the way. The, uh, yes. Um, but Jesus didn't just ignore the practicalities as well. You think of feeding the 5,000. He, he did get the loaves and fishes out. He realized that everybody was hungry. Um, it talks about ministries of hospitality, of administration, of, of helps, helping people. So we, it's not that we don't be, a, we're, ne we're never a Martha. It's just that we should have Mary time too. Yeah, do, do, do you, do you get it? Um, my, my fear is, and my, my, we watch it, some people are really having to step up probably more than they, they should. And so they're, they're heading much more to the Mary and Martha type situation, you know? And it's not, I, I'm not, I'm not putting you on a guilt trip, but there is a need, there's a need to step forward and, and to have more people helping so that those people that are doing more than their fair share can actually have some time just to sit and absorb the word, be part of the worship, be part of, you know, just to enjoy. Um, some of the people doing the children's ministry are out so much. And it's just, it's just hard work for those that, that are here. We'd like to have a bigger team. So I said we have 30 people. We'd actually like close to 40 people on a Sunday. I know it sounds a lot. But actually, it, it makes life easier. It just goes quicker. 
Um, it's simpler. You've got some coverage when people are sick or, or need, need some time off. So can I ask you, um, Heidi's going to talk a little bit about, about this as well, but have a think about what you could, you could do. Um, it sounds like a preach, but it's a blessing. It really is a blessing. I get a real kick out of coming here um, to work with the teams, to see everybody. It's so much fun to be part of a team, to be part of the service rather than just come consume it. I better pass over. Morning. Um, I just quickly want to explain um, our plans, what our plans were before we moved into the school. And that was to have a five-week rotor. We used to do it monthly, but now we're doing a five-week rotor. And I would say that we're currently, most of the are running with a five-week rotor. Obviously, there's a few where we're really short of people. So that hasn't actually happened yet, but we are hoping for that to, you know, continue. Um, and as, you know, Steve just mentioned, it's great to serve. But Steve and I have actually taken a little step back. We used to serve every week. And I would just like to say that has been a blessing in our lives. So it's good to serve and it's good not to serve. But you have to serve to have your rest as well, if you know what I mean. Um, so I'm just going to quickly run through a few areas which I think, you know, they just show such a blessing and how you can do that in your own lives as well. Um, we do set up. Now, often people say to me, I don't like the early start. I just want to say, if we're working on a five-week rotor, now, if you divide that into 52, you get to 10.4. That's 10 times in a year when you have to get up early. So that's 42 where you can have a sleep in. <laughs> if you just think of it like that, and I know some of you are thinking, hang on a minute, every third year, that means I do 11. Well, we, we don't actually, because we're in a school, we can't actually meet on Christmas Day because that'd be really unfair for the caretaker to open up. So it's still only 10 times if you're doing one serving. So you might decide to do two serving things, and that's 20 times in a whole year. And the other thing about setup is I was watching them today. They got finished at about 9 o'clock this morning because they have to get here early to empty all the cages and so enables the room for the band. But that then gives them 45 minutes. What do they do in that 45 minutes? They fellowship with one another. That is so wonderful. You start fellowshipping with your team. You start to learn about them. When you know about somebody, you can start to pray about someone. And that is so lovely. You start to learn what's going on in somebody else's lives. Sylvester this morning has already said he's praying for me because he's now learned what's going on in our lives. That is such a lovely blessing. The other area which I adore is in cafe. To serve somebody a drink is just something else. It's really special. Now, I know different people's likes and quirks because of serving in cafe. So I know lovely Tim will come up and ask for a black decaf coffee. I've learned this morning that's because he normally has an alternative milk. So now I know that he likes an alternative milk and he's black coffee, so now it can be white. These little details are really nice. Diddly. 
she has a special pot of cafe, um, Mellow's Birds, I think it's called. I don't think we can call it coffee. It definitely doesn't. It's very, very weak. But that's what she likes. So that's what we've got behind the counter. These little details, because we start to learn about each other. And that can work both ways. If I go up to the cafe now, they know that I like just a hot water. It's simple, but that's, they know me. And that's what it is about serving, is people get to know you. <clears throat> and there's so many different areas that we can serve. So if you'd like to come and speak to Steve and I, we are, I'm sure we can sort of like explain different things to you. Now, there are stuff that goes on here that's not on a Sunday. Now, Danny spoke about this last week, about our creative things. But I just want to mention one thing. Sitting at the back every week is people on vision. Now, I don't know if you know, but those words on there and, this, and all the slides, they don't just happen. There's two ladies here who do that every week to get our slides on there so that we can read the songs and then we can see the lovely slides with the words, the readings. Sorry, my voice is going. <coughs> So if that's something that you'd like to get involved in, you know, if you're a whiz with computer stuff, me, no. But, you know, if that's your thing, there's something out there for everybody. Before I finish, though, I just want to give a shout-out for the Children's Church. Now, I know um, Esther spoke about this last week, but there's a lot of things that go on out there that we don't get to see. And it's amazing the time and effort that they put in there. Now, I'm going to embarrass two people because they're not here, so I can, because I've just seen Kelly run away back to, the, to there. But Poppy and Kelly, now they serve passionately in that church, children's church, nearly every week. <coughs> they hardly have any time off. And we're just talking about Mary and Martha. I'm just thinking, you know, when's their time? to come and receive in the service. Sorry, my daughter's now at two schools, so I think I've got a double whammy of cold. Um, sorry. Thanks, Steve. So I'm just talking about this, about Poppy and um, Kelly. I just want you to just notice how many times are they sitting in this service? I just want you to think back. When was the last time you saw them? We saw Kelly here today because she was come and speak about community champions. But they just do it because they love it. But I think it's time for us, us to give them a chance to be in here as well. Um, but I just want to say the whole team, thank you for all that you're doing. And just for a moment, can we just visualize what it would look like without our teams? There'd be no one to greet you as you walk in. There'd be no one to serve you that drink. You'd come in here, you'd have to sit on the floor, you'd have to stand. But, sorry, I just realized there's no one to unlock now. So actually church would look very different, we'd be out there and that'd be 
cold and not very pleasant. So if you would like to serve, please come speak to Steve and myself. And I'm sure there's an opportunity for you out there. I was just going to finish with one thing that Mark said in the prayers this morning. He said, um, with Jesus' hands and feet, he said, and without, without feet you're not going anywhere, and without hands you can't do anything. And so thank you so much for all the, all the hands that we have for doing God's work. Um, let's keep being Jesus' hands and feet. I'm just going to pass over to Pastor Richard. Thank you. I'd just like you to um, just give a round of applause to everyone that serves, because church doesn't happen unless these guys are here serving. And all of these, all of these core leaders that have been up here to share this morning have got many hats they don't just help us run the church and make decisions and that kind of thing. We meet regularly every month. But they run life groups, prayer meetings, all kinds of things so that we can experience, have a great experience at church. So could we just close our eyes for a moment? We really are a family here at Fields. So it's not like church where we think, oh, I've got to go to church on Sunday. Let me just tick the box. I've done my duty now. That's not what it's about. All these guys come here, and I'm, I come here to serve you with the Word of God when I teach and preach. And when anyone else comes up here to teach and preach, we're serving you with the Word of God. You know, there's going to come a time where we're all going to stand before Jesus. And all I want, you know, success for me, success for other people might be lots of other things. Success for me as a pastor is to stand before Jesus one day and just hear these words, well done, good and faithful pastor, worship leader, coffee maker. No, well done, good and faithful servant. That's all I want to hear. I want to hear those words. And I'm sure everyone else would like to hear those words as well. You know, maybe you're here today and this... Uh, service is a little unusual in that we've just updated our vision that we shared earlier in the year and so it's not like a normal Sunday so thanks for bearing with us as we've got up here to share each of the, these people have got up here to share and I spoke about us being a family and I want to ask a question of you this morning you might be here for the first time and we welcome you uh, you might have come once or twice and maybe are you a part of the family of God? You know, going to church is good, but it doesn't make us a Christian. Are you a Christian? Have you given your life to Jesus today? I think there are people here that maybe, maybe have never been asked that question, and you're here out of curiosity. Or you're here because maybe you have used to go to church, and you gave up on church, and you gave up on God, but you're here today. And I don't think that's an accident. I'd like to think that God is knocking on the door of your heart. And the handle to that door is on the inside of our heart. And we've got to open up our hearts to let Jesus in. So if you're here today and you would like to give your life to Jesus, I believe he's knocking at the door of your heart. Would you open your heart and let him in this morning? Is there anybody that, that witnesses with what I've just said? If you don't, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life and you'd like to do that now, well, no one's looking, every head bowed, every eye closed, just slap your hand up and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Or maybe you're here and you used to go to church 
but you've given up on church. Maybe you've been hurt in church. Maybe you're just disillusioned by church. But you're here today. Maybe God's speaking to your heart about coming back to God. That's what it's about. Am I speaking to you today? If that's you that I'm talking to, you want to come back to God today, just put your hand up and I'll see it. And more importantly, God will see it. Just want to make sure that everyone is right with God this morning. It looks like everyone's okay. We're going to have a prayer team standing up here. They'll have lanyards on. If you need prayer for anything, if you want to pray that prayer of salvation or you want to come back to God or you've just got a, a need that you have, just come up to the prayer team afterwards. They'll be right at the front here and they'll pray for whatever needs you have. I want to close the service and we'd love you to stay for some tea and cake, some fellowship. So, Father God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for all these guys coming in early to set up week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And, Father, we do this because we love Jesus. We love you. And we do this because we want to serve you firstly, Jesus, because whatever we do, we do as unto the Lord. And we want to do it because we want to serve these people here today. So, Father, I thank you as we go right now. I thank you that your angels would encamp around about us and keep us free from harm until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming this morning. Uh, Please stay for tea and coffee. Get to know us. We can get to know you. Bless you as you go.